Welcome to the Anonymous Podcast. I'm Douglas L., your host. This podcast aims to be a commentary and discussion of Narcotics Anonymous literature, aiming to enrich the recovery experience of those who are on this beautiful journey. This podcast should not replace contact with your sponsor, your involvement with step work, or participation in the fellowship. Please use this podcast as another resource toward our collective growth as addicts in recovery. We're simply addicts seeking recovery, nothing more, and for sure, nothing less. Now let's get started. In today's episode, we will discuss the Just For Today meditation with our guest, Leah B. What's happening, Leah? Hey, how's it going? It's going fine over here. How are you? Pretty good, pretty good. All right, good. Well, look, thank you for taking your time to be, you know, so you can be with us today. So could you tell us your clean date, where you attend meetings, and, uh, and give your home group a shout out? Okay. Um, I, my clean date is November 6, 2017. Um, I'm originally from the East End area of Pittsburgh, so I go to meetings all around this area, South Hills. Uh, my home group is Thursday Night Dormont Group at 830. Um, yeah. Okay, so if people are in the East End, is that right? So in the East yep. End of Pittsburgh on Thursday night. All right, get down there and check Leah and the home group out. June 21st, new levels of honesty. We have been experts at self-deception and rationalization, basic text, page 28. When we come to a first meeting and hear that we must be honest, we may think, well, now that shouldn't be too difficult. All I have to do is stop lying. To some of us, this comes easily. We no longer have to lie to our employers about the absence from work. No longer have to lie to our families about where we were the night before. But not using drugs anymore, we find we have less to lie about. Some some of us may have difficulty even with this kind of honesty, but at least learning not to lie is simple. Just don't do it no matter what. With courage, determined practice, the support of our fellow NA members, and the help of our higher power, most of us eventually succeed at this kind of honesty. Honesty, though, means more than just not lying. The kind of honesty that is truly indispensable in recovery is self-honesty, which is neither easy nor simple to achieve. In our addiction, we created a storm of self-deception and rationalization, a whirlwind of lies in which the small, pride voice of self-honesty could not be heard. To become honest with ourselves, we first must stop lying to ourselves. In our 11-step meditations, we must become quiet. Then, in the resulting stillness, we must listen for the truth. When we become silent, self-honesty will be there for us to find. Just for today, I will be quiet and still, listening for the voice of truth within myself. I will honor the truth I find. Okay, June 21st, new levels of honesty. Leah, what are your thoughts? All right, well, you know, the truth always sets you free. It's cliche, but, um, you know, I think... Honesty was always the cornerstone of my recovery, the journey this time. So I think this is a pretty heavy topic for any recovering addict because, um, you know, that was how I lived my life. It was the first thing I was drawn to when I was a child, um, you know, so getting clean and being honest um, was a struggle, but it, I knew that if I did it, um, it would set me free. And you know, it was as simple as showing up to a meeting and, and raising my hand and saying, hi, my name's Leah and I'm an addict and I really want to get high today. Um, so it, there's 
so much that I could, you know, a level of understanding and connection with, you know, the spiritual principle of honesty and, um, and how it was just so foreign in my life. Um, mm. You know, it was something that you're so used to and, you know, suddenly the, the white flag goes up and you're like, okay, I have to change everything. And that means not lying anymore and being honest with myself. And a huge part of someone told me this in early recovery and they said, you got to live in your truth. And it stuck with me. Um, so every day, um, you know, as uncomfortable as it is, you know, I live in my truth and I, and I share my feelings and, um, you know, it, it was the goal in my life was to live a life of integrity and, and honesty goes along with that. Um, so it's really special and it is the cornerstone. Yeah, that's a really good point that you bring up. So, so when you were talking about raising your hand and saying, Hey, I'm Leah, I'm an addict. I want to use what, what allowed you or, or what happened to make the transition from being too afraid to do that or, or not even willing to let go of, of like you said, Hey, you know, lying is a part of me, it, just as, as much a part of me as breathing, right? When we get clean. Um, oh, yeah. And so, so then it's like that transition of saying, I need to be transparent, really? So, so what, oh. what, what permitted you to do that? Um, what permitted me was when I came back, um, I just moved back from California. I had a son. So getting clean was a whole different uh, situation because before it was just me, myself, and I, and I got away with a lot of things. So whenever I got clean, um, it was this, I wanted to be gentle with myself and, you know, I wanted to be vulnerable and I wanted to allow people in. And that was something I never did before. Um, given the circumstances of my childhood, given the circumstances of just never giving myself shot so going to meetings you know I did I went to a meeting every morning I went to a meeting every night um, and I would hear people I I've always been a listener um, sharing and, and communications never been my thing so I was watching other people and I was like I can do this too because I really want to change so I would and I wanted to get high it was it was a daily occurrence. It just doesn't go away overnight. So it was like, you know, okay, I'm going to share about this and tell people where I'm really at. And maybe, you know, something's got to give, it's going to change. And what ended up happening was every time I wrote, like raised my hand, a woman, sometimes a man, you know, a gentleman would, would approach me and be like, Hey, like, I'm going to give you this pamphlet or like, let me take you out to lunch. Um, let me give you my number. So that, therefore I was able to, you know, widen the base and, um, and it definitely kept me clean. Man, that, you know, that speaks a lot to the, to the meetings in the area where, where you've gotten clean at, um, you know, so you're reaching out for help and that, and that's being returned and you're yeah. finding the help that you're seeking. And, and that's really uplifting. Absolutely. Um, so do you find it, let me ask you this. So do you find it easier now? So after you're staying clean for for a while, is it easier to raise your hands and say, hey, I'm Leah, you may not feel like using, but hey, let me get transparent here at this meeting tonight. Like, what What's that journey like? Um, it's harder now uh, because, <laughs> right. the ego, because the ego right. sets in. I can't push it to the side as much as I did in the beginning because when I got clean, 
Um, I was a single mom. My child was not in my possession anymore. I didn't have him. Um, mm. I looked, <laughs> I looked like a homeless girl. I had a head full of dreadlocks. Um, I had no phone. I had nowhere to live. Thank God, you know, a woman I knew previously who had clean time, let me live with her. But, um, it was just easier for me to set aside my ego because I had nothing. So today, um, you know, staying clean for a little while and collecting a few days, um, it's not as easy as it was. I think it's more, I don't, it's a pride thing. I don't want to let people in sometimes. It's really, really hard for me to, to continue being vulnerable. And that's, you know, just to say, Hey, like, I actually really don't feel good. Um, I don't feel right. Um, and it's harder for me to let people in. But by doing those things in the beginning, you know, I, I have a huge we. So I don't really necessarily have to go to meetings and express that because all I have to do now is pick up the phone and be like, hey, I feel really crazy. Um, I don't think I want to get high, but because that's all that I know and it's just embedded in me. Uh, I, I feel like leaving the program. Like that's where my mind goes today. It's not necessarily like, Oh, I want to use. It's just like, Oh, I feel so indifferent. I don't feel right. Mm. Um, but I, I also won't ever allow myself to like, I won't stop. Um, like if it really, if the pain really gets great enough, which it does, like I, I shouldn't have an issue with saying that because I actually praise people with time that sit in a meeting and they're like, man, you know, I'm so-and-so and I really felt like getting high today. And you're like, oh my God, you still feel that way? Me too. I feel that <laughs> way too. So it's, I have to let go of the ego. I have to set that aside. And it's easier said than done. So Leah, the last sentence of Just For Today reads, I will be quiet and still listening for the voice of truth within myself. I will honor the truth I find. How does that show up in your life today? Um, you know, reading that in correlation with the 11th step, you know, we learn that God's will for us is to carry that out and sitting still in meditation. Um, it took me a really long time to be comfortable in my own skin. It took me a really long time to not have to be everywhere, do everything, um, be a part of this function, that function. Um, I don't know. I think um so i'm trying to like gather my words this is obviously going to be cut um <laughs> you know i think it was just sitting still with myself is that something yeah. that is that something that you do daily now i i've always incorporated prayer into my recovery it's always been a part of my journey um you know, I've never lost sight of that. I think I, uh, I doubt myself a lot. Mm -hmm. So therefore, you know, I never felt good enough. So getting adjusted and sitting with myself and sitting with my feelings, I, I really truly believe um, the moment that we start running from things and um, distraction, um, which is we're human first, that's what we do. Sure. Um, it's, it's not even a, an addict thing. It's just a human nature. Um, when I'm sitting still with my thoughts, you know, hindsight's always 20, 20 too. 
Um, it's, it's always, I, I justify things and I rationalize things. And when I sit still with myself and, you know, the huge picture, the big picture, um, I never ever imagined my life to be anything, even if a, a fraction of what it is now. And a lot of us say that because it's true. You know, if I sit in a church basement with 30 other recovering addicts, you're like, <laughs> I can't believe we made it through to the other side, whatever that side is, because an addiction, like I graduated that, I know the ins and outs. Um, you know, I'm like a Hunter S. Thompson mixed with Nikki Six. you know, like I did it all. So, you know, sitting in recovery, like there's always so much more to learn. Um, I really love meditation. Um, I love like Ram Dass. Um, I, I appreciate it, but sitting still with myself and that's really hard. Um, it's, it's not hard enough not to do it. So... That's always a tricky one for me because I am like a go-getter. I'm, I'm constantly on the go, 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 go. Yeah. And I think a lot of us are. So, so let me ask you to clarify a term that you used um, a short while ago, the we, you said that you're we, and, and I, I got clean, um, you know, in the same region that, that uh, you've gotten clean. So um, I know that I haven't heard that term in a really long time, which is, so thanks for the throwback. So could you tell, oh, yeah. could you tell us, so, so what is this? We, W E, what is this? We you're talking about? So um, I can't, but we can, therefore, you know, an addict's worst, um, you, you can't isolate. Um, you can't, you can't do anything just by yourself, especially in recovery. Therefore you need a, you need a sponsor. You need, men or women in your circle that you can bounce things off of, um, especially, you know, people with, with time clean. Um, I can't tell you how many times, like I've had an irrational thought or trying to justify something I wanted to do. I always call somebody. Um, and that was never the case for me before I got clean. Um, cause I was, mm. you know, your repeat, repeat offender. I was in and out. I was really young. Um, you know, I, I discovered Narcotics Anonymous when I was 17 and came into the room. Oh, right so I, yeah. I, I never stayed until I was, you know, 27 and, mm. um, but it mm. took, it took me being vulnerable and me opening up and like, I never, ever, ever knew unconditional love until I met my sponsor, someone I could trust. Um, you that know, I never, story. it's, it's true though. I never, ever got to feel that because, you know, like most of us, we come from really abusive, traumatic households. So yep. like we go back to the honesty part. Um, I was not capable of that. I couldn't, I was taught at a really young age how to lie, how to manipulate, mm. all about control. And when I got clean, it was if you were smiling, I was turned off by it. You know, if you mm. were loving me and hugging me, I was really turned off by it. Um, mm. So it took me a while to get adjusted. Uh, but my sponsor, you know, I, I, I met this woman and she had what I wanted. She had time clean. She worked the steps. And I was like, okay, that looks really appealing because if she was anything like me, which she was, you know, 
I, I really want that peace of mind. I want to be honest to a fault. Like I want to be open and willing and I want to help people. Um, so you, so you saw that in another individual. So you're at a meeting. Yep. Um, so, so you see this lady carrying herself and, and that's how it was with, with, with my first sponsor too. There was no mistake that he was a clean man. I was like, oh, wow, yeah. you know, like this, this is a different type of deal here. And, um, and so what did you do? Did you approach her? Did you kind of round about saying, Hey, you know, I'm Leah, how's things going? So what was that like? Um, it kind of was like that. It was, I got out of treatment right before Thanksgiving and the woman that I lived with who took me under her wing and let me stay with her because I had no, I didn't even have two pennies to rub together. Um, it was her sponsor and it just kind of happened coincidentally. Like it just happened that way. But she was also someone that I saw in the previous years and she was really into the same things that I liked, but I was never close with her. It was like an acquaintance. Um, but I, you know, I just kind of, it was really uncomfortable. I don't think it ever is going to be comfortable for anybody to ask someone to sponsor them. I think we're all <laughs> in the same boat with that. And I just said, Hey, do you have, you know, do you have time to sponsor me? I really need help. And of nice. course, you know, it, thank God she said yes, because that's not always the case. And like, you have to like trial and error, but it worked out for us. And she's still my sponsor today. I, I have no doubts or wanting to leave her because we've, we've really grown together and it's always remained very recovery related, you know, working the steps and you know, I just thank God that like I have somebody that I unconditionally trust. And Okay, Leah. So if you could go back to speak with yourself, right? Leah with one day clean, one week clean, one month clean. If you could speak to that Leah, what would you pour into her? Oh, man. Um, I wish that I could tell her, you know, how much fear actually governed, you know, her life, but it'll still govern her life in, in different ways. But most importantly, um, you know, I, I would hope that I would love to tell her that like love is the answer. You know, you just never knew what it was and you'll find it here. You know, I didn't know that it, I was capable of that and I never knew I was enough. That's really what I would love to tell her because that's the reality today. Wow. Okay. So, so let me just follow up with this for a second. So if, if we have somebody listening right now and they're saying, you know what, Leah, I've identified with your story. You are me. I am you. And I feel this way. And I feel like I can't respond to love and I can't, you know, do this. And, and what you're saying is, Hey, you know, we need to be open to this. Okay. But what's the application of that? Could, could you tell that person right now, what, what's that action item look like? So how, how do they show up and actually experience that? Well, uh, they show up by, you know, being honest and, and, and wanting a new way of life, but the levels of understanding and the connection, it's just to continue to evolve, you know, and you just, you just have to always know that like the road will always get wider. Like the light is always at the end of the tunnel. Um, you know, like we will always recover from our emotions. Um, that's the mm -hmm. beauty of recovery. Like we always recover from them.
Thank you all again for spending your time with us today on the Anonymous podcast. I encourage you all to focus on that magic six-letter word, others, as we go out into the world. Until next time, I'm your host, Douglas L. Namaste and God bless.